Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. All right, so the next portion of this would be realistic fantasy races to populate your kingdom and your cities. Right. So, you know, what's really interesting is uh, they used to, and I'm not sure, I don't think they do now, but the old D&D books, um, there would be entire things dedicated to um, just different classes, but there are also whole things dedicated to like different races. Mm-hmm. So you could maybe pick up a fair run book or something like that and read how they built the race, like the elven races, which were then directly tied into the kingdoms that the elves were running and also tied into kind of some of the cities that they would own as well. But you could look at this and say, okay, how does a race conduct itself? Mm-hmm. So, the dwarven cities are most likely going to be either underground. Um, most likely what they'll be is a combination of in a mountainside and on a mountainside. So heavily fortified to even get to them. And then inside is just, you know, probably death trap after death trap until you get to the living quarters and the working quarters. So that's a way that a, a race is fundamentally shaped basically based on how they live and where they live. And so, um, you know, the dwarves themselves would be conceit could be seen as hard people because they're used to beating rock into, you know, making rock malleable. And so they're surviving the rigors of, of mines constantly. Exactly. With the potential of opening up the cavern to whatever, whatever what could be there. Right. Yeah. And so they would be conceit probably as a hard race, a race that doesn't, um, you know, that likes bluntness, doesn't have time for fluffy, flurry, you know, flowery language. Um, their arts and stuff will be more, um, probably very much, uh, dedicated to honoring those that die in mining and die in battle. You know, I, I would almost look at them and think, oh, I would make my dwarven race kind of Klingon ish. Yes. You know, if you know, if you understand Star very Trek. Very warlike or focused in on the. I'd make mind. them Norse, right? Norse. I'd make them a Norse type of a situation. Norse with more of like. Kind of more of like a Spartan kind of too, yeah. because of that second aspect of yeah. the other way to get into the other way to get in your, to get a gravestone was to die giving childbirth because there was that second aspect of right. there's two ways to get honored die in battle right or die or, giving birth producing or in warriors. this case die yeah. in the mines feeding the warriors metal yeah exactly yeah um, and so you have that kind of concept. Um, so then like the elves, I would look at the elves as kind of maybe a standard Tolkien type of understanding. So they're living in the trees, very fair, well, maybe very... not living in the trees per se, but what they use is very natural, yes. but they're always outside underground is an anathema to them. So they constantly are outside, um, balancing nature, right? That's their goal is to balance nature. So they're against anybody that doesn't balance nature, Mm-hmm. Um, but in that regard, maybe they're seen as more wise. Maybe they're seen as more, um, they think they have more time on their hands. Thus, there's a longer, um, they're not short-tempered, in other yes. words. right? And then the other question you could have with the elves, because of their age span, how would their speech change the older they are? Right. Question. Would they be more eloquent? Yeah. Or would they be more... To the point because they're running out of time, not necessarily run out of well, time, but they've like seen the so much that they don't necessarily care about your plights. Yeah, true. And this too will pass. Get used to it. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, I mean, but then their art and stuff would be probably more about, you know, again, nature, 
um, and nature. honoring nature. And the most eloquent things you've ever seen. Why? Because that thing took 50 years to make because he's had the time. Yeah. He has the time. Now I'm not saying that you do a Tolkien, like elves don't die unless they're injured or they get, or they, or they, um, you know, they die in battle. I mean, D and D's lifespan for elves is like what? 800 years. I don't remember, remember, but it's long. It's pretty long. It's longer than 500. I remember. Yeah. And so at that point, if your human lifespan's like 80 to 120 years on a good day, you know, your humans then act kind of like they act here. Mm-hmm. So then at that point, human a human culture would just depend on where they live, in my opinion. So are they by the coast, which may give them more of a California vibe, unless fishing's not good. And that point, then you might have more of a... The like worst a, vibe where they raid. Yeah, they raid things because there's no good fishing. Um, are they farmers? At which point you have a kind of a... Maybe, I wouldn't say laid back, but I would say that they're very much on a schedule because mm-hmm. the sun comes up, the sun goes down, the seasons roll in, and we have to do long-term their, planning for that. Their focus is more day-to-day life. They can't think above because... Oh, they're thinking a year out. They're thinking a year out, but... You know, maybe two or three it, for not silos and such. It's not necessarily this thing of, what do you think about this ongoing tension here? I don't care. I just want to plant my potatoes. Yeah. Well, and the nice thing about <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but I'm going to just say, like, their art would be more around... Farming. Farming. Then, so nature in terms of seasonal changes. Yes. Then epic battles and such. But then if you move to humans in a castle, in a fortified castle, that, then that would be more militaristic. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, really, at the end of the day, I would think about where... Honestly, where's your race living, right? Same thing. So if you have a barbarian tribe, they're going to be more um, like Native American. Nomadic art. So it's going to yeah. be more, it's more utilitarian things that they make look pretty. Right. Exactly. The art would be, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. hey, we have, our, this bag's really cool, but we still use the bag. It's right. a really cool pot, but we still store stuff in it. Exactly. It's there's no there's no there's not a lot of art for art's we're, sake. Maybe maybe stuff you can adorn yourself with, like a ring or a necklace, but it's not like you're gonna hang a painting. Oh hey, here's this candlestick that looks really cool that yeah. we never light. It's just decorative. No. Yeah. If I'm gonna make a candlestick, it's gonna be lit. It has to it's be it's gonna be used as our focal light. Exactly. Yeah. There's no no excess there. And if they're nomadic, even then there's no excess in anything they own because mm-hmm. they got to carry it every X yeah, number. So of that candlestick's gone because it's you can do the same pointless. with a torch. It's pointless. So I would just think about where is the race living, right? If they're underground, they're going to be harder. They're going to be um, quicker to judge. If they're out in the open, then look at some uh, current races. You know, current people groups. I'm going to say races because mm-hmm. that's not true. I would say I would look at current people groups across the world and how they live, and model some of your races after them with some slight tweaks. Mm-hmm. So, and honestly, I would just base it on their geolocation. Yes. So, like swamps would have a different form of personality than a forest, than a plains, than a mountains would. Um, and then if they experience war quite a bit, or do they experience peace quite a bit? Yes. Who's their enemy? Is their enemy an outside force or is it nature itself? Like for the farmer under good conditions, the, the, the enemy is drought. Yes. Or floods. Yes. It's not a person or a thing. It's, it's nature. It's nature itself. And so they may develop magic or customs or rituals in order to appease nature, which is what you Rain saw the dances. Native Americans do. Yeah. Because that's their biggest until you know, until certain events happen, their biggest plight was the world they lived in. Mm-hmm. So anyway, all of that to say, 
Hopefully it gives you some ideas on how you can start to shape races that uh, actually feel very realistic in your fantasy game. And um, I think having a little bit more realism in in a fantasy game, which might sound like an oxymoron, actually gives the world a little bit more depth and richness to it and allows your players to interact with it on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. So with that, we'll see you later. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to SkullRPG.com.